article just to round things off and annoy the crap out of Sarah. Um, the production of a show called The Ultimate Slip and Slide was put on halt after many people on the casting crew got severe diarrhea. So oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. On a slip and slide. Welcome to Monster Pod. Woof. Pod where Sarah isn't talking to me anymore. Um, that also really <laughs> connects with Shawshank Redemption again. Just saying. <clears throat> a diarrhea slip and slide? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how they... What is uh, in this movie? Have you never seen this movie? You- no. We've, Sarah, we've had this discussion Sarah, before. The next time you are in the same room as Sadie, watch that movie together. You're not selling it to me right now, to be completely honest. It's about hope. It's about hope. It's about... And a river of shit. It's even better if you watch it with Sadie. I'm yes. not joking. <laughs> she actually sent me a copy of it on DVD when I said that I hadn't seen it. I did. So my DVD <laughs> has English and French on the cover. You're welcome. This is Monster Pod. It's a pod currently not about monsters. Probably will be later. I'm I was going to say, I feel like we're about to meet one, maybe. Is he a monster uh, or is he just a man? Muppet I'm of a man. I think we ruined the opportunity of him becoming just a man again. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we fucked up. I'm Emily. I'd be playing Knorr Sparkle Branch, gnome bard and prop comedian. And I'm Travis. I play Harry B. Elefante. Big old 2D elephant who's currently holding the ashes of that hairy monster's any chance to be human again. <laughs> I'm Sarah. I play Carol Stunfort. He's a big fighty boy. And I'm Sadie. I play Cap Nightbreeze. And I think she held a gate last episode. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard did. to do the breakdown at the end of the description for the last episode. <laughs> It's like Cap holds a gate. Carol kicks. Harry <laughs> farts. Harry, we were there. Collectively realizes its beauty in the beast. Ganora <laughs> did all of the work. <laughs> For once. <laughs> and it only took four people for us to read a book. I think it took one person and three jackasses. <laughs> That's accurate. Uh, I like our way better. Next time you're reading a book, I'm going to go intimidate you. Can you read under pressure? Yes. All right. So last we had our heroes, Emily has a mouthful of ham and that was a bad idea. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, <clears throat> Charm's here. Oh, shit. So Charm. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. You've just been, you've become part of the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, well, it feels the same to me because I do always respond to the ridiculous shit y'all are doing, so. (laughs) But now this time, everybody else can hear you. (laughs) And is subject to my whims. Hi, Charm. Thank you for being our guest DM. You're welcome. Uh, So last we we had our heroes, I still feel wrong to call them that, (laughs) our people... (laughs) Are big uh, idiots. <laughs> they were in a big enchanted castle. Uh, they found a, an enchanted rose that promptly turned into dust, and they still haven't found their not princess. <laughs> I mean, I feel like she's a Disney princess at this point, so I am reluctant to rescue her. <laughs> I mean, you just want to rescue her from the disappointment of what he looks like when he's not a beast. Excuse me. <laughs> 
You heard me. Anyways, so yeah, with this Beauty and the Beast thing, which... Sure. Well, with the dust from the dead rose settling onto Harry's hand, the four of you realize that something has gone awry. What would you like to do? Um, does anyone have a, a plastic bag or... A, a piece pouch, of fabric? An envelope, even? I'm going to attempt, even though I know it absolutely will not do anything, to cast Spare the Dying on this dying rose. <laughs> <laughs> gonna burn a spell slot on that? It's a can. It's not a spell okay. slot. Okay. So you cast Spare the Dying, and there isn't really anything to attach the spell to. Yeah. Um... Can I run back to the library, to the desk, and see if there's some sort of envelope sitting on the desk? I'm going to say that you definitely have, like, a scrap of fabric or something in your healer's kit or in your pack that you could use. You don't have to leave okay. the room to okay. collect the dust. Um, I put the dust in, in, like, a little fabric pouch. All right. You've got it secured. I don't know what this is going to do. Harry, dust your hands off into the pouch. <laughs> Is there a balcony? Yes. Can we go to the balcony? <laughs> you just need to step up for some air? <laughs> you step over to the balcony, <laughs> you look out, and you can see the grounds are lush and green, and in the distance you can see that, that wall of thorns that extends from the gate. You can also see the hedges on this side of the castle have formed into some kind of maze. Make a perception check. All of us or just Cap? Whoever's looking out with Cap. That's a 13. 13. I got a 19. 19? Uh, nope, 11. 11? Harry's still eating cheese, I guess. Or staring at the dust on his hands. He would have to wash them before he's going to eat more cheese. He's worrying a little bit about getting the dust into his snacks. Um, the other three of you look out, and Carol is the one who spots a point near near the center where there's a glow similar to the one that you first noticed from this chamber. Ooh. Interesting. Okay, I do go point that out. You point it out so everyone can see that area where it's faintly glowing above the hedge in the same that's sort where of they way. they keep the backup? Or the person that's now dying because of the <laughs> no more rose. I mean, I, I have to assume it's not the lady we're here to get who was attached to the enchanted rose, so maybe we just killed the monster and, like, go us. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Let's go. <laughs> I kind of don't want to go out into the lawns again because I did almost die last time I was out there. Yeah, I'm not super stoked about entering a maze. None of us are very smart. Just keep your left hand on the on the wall of the maze. But is if that's where we need to go, then that's where we need to go. Are there only five rooms in this entire castle? You didn't go up the stairs at the initial point in the hallway where you came in. We should do colors. that. All right. We should probably keep looking for the not princess. Yeah, yeah. Because when we saw her in the mirror, she was in the castle. Oh yeah. It did look like a castle chamber. Okay. Well, let's go back uh, out. Can I pull the mirror out of my pocket and think about that weird glowing thing that I see? Yeah. Sure. 
Make me a religion check. Thirteen. Thirteen, okay. So you concentrate, you hold the mirror, and you think about that that point in the maze that you saw glowing. And um, at first, the picture is blurry. You kind of just see a lot of green with a few areas of darkness. But as you concentrate a little bit harder, what swims into focus is a rose bush. It's got four or five bright red flowers growing on it. Oh, hey, guys, we don't need to worry about the rose that we killed. There's more of them. I don't know if I trust the outdoor roses. That you mean the ones that tried to kill us? Extensively. I will say that based on what Harry can see in the mirror, the shape of the rose bush is a little bit more like a realistic rose bush, and the roses themselves seem magical, as opposed to the humanoid-shaped hedge bushes with roses that you fought earlier. I saw four roses? Yes. And I quickly count, there are four of us? Mm-hmm. Guys, this might be a problem. How is it a problem? I think we might have death rose magic put on us. What is it? Thanks, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Neither Carol nor I know what that is. <laughs> Neither do I fully, but I think those roses are definitely connected to us, and I don't know why yet. In order to find out more, you'd have to get a closer look. I think we should go upstairs and check that out and then go outside. Because if we go outside, we might not be able to get back in. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Upstairs. So the four of you retrace your steps back to the long hallway you came through earlier. And you head forwards up the stairs. And you find yourself at a large set of double doors. As you head up the stairs, you pass by a couple of suits of armor at the base of the stairs and on the banisters at the top there are two sets of so I guess sorry there are four gargoyles on the banisters I'm gonna try talking to those what do you say hello nothing happens okay these guys are cool too You stand before the double doors. What would you like to do? Uh, open them. You step forward, and as you reach for the handle, you find it's kind of warm. I think there's a fire. (laughs) (laughs) The closer you bring your hand, the, the hotter it is. Do I need to kick it open again? You can, or you can just try touching it. Is it one of those doors that has, like, the handles that you push down, like the flippy-type handles, or is it a knob? It's like, uh, flippy-type handles. Okay, I'm gonna get out my mummified goblin hand and <laughs> use that to press the door down and open it. <laughs> the mummified oh. goblin hand has been very helpful. Yeah, where did you get that? I do not remember. I don't really remember. At the gift store. <laughs> is it the front of the castle? So you take your mummified hand, you reach forward towards the handle of the door, and you use it to press down, and you can hear a little bit of a kind of sizzle smell burning, but the door clicks down and 
becomes slightly ajar. Guys, I turned the door into a jar. I don't know how I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Go away. (laughs) Fire rains down from the heavens, and just kidding. (laughs) As you peek through the gap in the door, you can see that this is a long, long chamber, and there's somebody in there. (gasps) Um, Carol, can you kick the door open the rest of the way? (laughs) Yes, what do I roll to kick the door open the rest of the way? You just kick it. (laughs) I kick it. Okay, so you kick open the door, it's the two halves bang open, and you're looking into a long throne room. At the opposite end, there is a dais, and sitting there is the woman you saw in the mirror, kneeling on the ground, her hands in her lap, looking down. And beside her is a humanoid, but monstrous shaped say person. It. Say it. A beast. Yes. <laughs> and as you... Was the doorknob knob hot because he was so sexy? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you furry. Adam is hotter than human Adam, so... Yes, agree. Anyway. Listen, you also furry. <laughs> <laughs> So say we all. We're all furries. Disney did this to us. Move on. Simba is the hottest Disney prince. There we go. Solved. God damn it. She's right. She's right. (laughs) She's right. She's right. We're all fucking furries. We're going to end this episode. We're all going to have a lot to examine about ourselves. Anyways, as you bust open the doors, Carol, the four of you standing in the doorway, see this monstrous beast-like creature turn towards you and all but roar get out no i'm gonna draw my sword very intimidatingly Ooh, can i make an intimidation check (laughs) yes i'll say carol you bust through the door you draw your sword make an intimidation check and then we'll see what happens next that's a 20 nice okay so Versus his 18, he kind of <laughs> shrinks back a little bit, but looks down at the figure kneeling beside him and says, uh, you aren't welcome here. If if you don't turn back now, I'll have to retaliate. We're just, we're here for the girl. <laughs> You'll never get her. Roll for initiative. I have a little clockwork toy. I think it might look like a clock, if that helps. okay so what would you like to do with this before we roll initiative i'm not i'm not i can't cogsworth this no (laughs) okay so let's go ahead and roll hang on to your numbers while i get myself set on my end carol what's your initiative 18 cap what's yours eight Nora, what's yours six six okay harry Thirteen. Thirteen? Oh, pretty good for you. Yeah, okay. I have a minus one to initiative. You know, Ganora is just morally ambiguous enough that, like, if this beast turns out to be a decent dude and we leave the girl there, like, that means that the guy in town is... Gaston? <laughs> Single! Oh my god. <laughs> Carol, as you draw your sword, you look into the room, and you can see that a hundred feet away from you is the dais with the two figures on it. In between you and them, there are 
a few um, suits of armor on the side of the room. And you are standing right now on a carpet 10 feet wide that runs the length of the room. It's about 100 feet to the front of the room? Yes, to the two figures. I am going to take uh, my crossbow, which is a thing I have, and we're going to go ahead and uh, shoot it at the, the, the beast man. All right, make an attack. Seven. A seven. <laughs> wow. Flies towards them, but clatters before it reaches. That's why I don't use my crossbow. <laughs> you have a Is there anything attack. else you'd like to do? Oh, okay. that's right. You Shit, do I do have a second attack. Load a second bow. A second bow. <laughs> a second bolt. bolt. What was the name? Carol, can I try again? Stoneforge? <laughs> <laughs> that one was an 11. An 11. This one also clatters against the stairs before it reaches its target. Well, I tried. That was embarrassing. <laughs> you don't want to move? Oh, yeah, I'll probably start walking towards uh, towards uh, the dude. Rolling. So I can uh, <laughs> actually, uh, you know, fight him with my sword. Do you want to move your full movement, which is 30 feet? Yes, please. And Carol just, like, walking forward all sad, like a sad sim. <laughs> okay, Carol fires two shots from his crossbow. However, they don't manage to connect with anything and he strides forward with purpose keeping his sword at the ready <laughs> next Harry alright I'm going to move uh, 15 feet so I'm splitting the distance between Carol and the rest of the group and I'm going to cast Bless which gives uh, everybody else in the party a d4 that they can add on every attack roll or saving throw for the next minute, as long as I hold concentration. So oh, yeah. Three creatures is how many effects? Or yeah, three creatures, so it's everybody but me gets it. Harry, what does your bless look like? It, I just release, like, a super heavy bass toot, and you just see, like, the dust in the room kick up in, like, a 30-foot circle, and all of you <laughs> feel better for it. <laughs> It was like a little cleansing toot in your area, and now you feel like you can take on the world. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you'd like to do, Harry? I think that's it. Okay. Cap. I would like to, like, move up a little bit, so I might have just a better range, but I'm going to throw my hand axe. So how far do you want to move up? Do you want to go your full movement, which is 40 feet, or... I think so, yeah. I think just the, the full 40 feet. I rolled a 14 plus 6. What's the range on your axe? 60. 26. Okay, so it's actually a disadvantage over 20 feet. Okay. So roll again, see if it's worse. So the 14 was the low. Okay, so 14 plus uh, plus 6. You throw your hand axe and it looks like it's going to connect very solidly with the beast before you, but at the last moment, something shimmers before him and the axe clatters to the ground. What? Other fuck. I was going to say you can swear on this podcast, Carol. (laughs) (laughs) Carol doesn't swear. (laughs) He's Carol, not Swearel. That's upsetting because that's my whole move. I... Do you have anything else you can throw? Because you have two attacks, right? I have two attacks, yeah. I have another hand axe. Okay, go ahead. 
With disadvantage. Right? Yes. Um, but remember, you're blessed. So you can roll one. You can D4. add a D4. Okay. I. And that's every attack roll and save for the next minute. That is a whole 10 because my second roll was a two. <laughs> oh, okay. This time you throw your axe and it doesn't even get close before it falls to the ground. I was, I was, I was shocked because what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I used all my movement, so I'm done. <laughs> As Cap throws her second axe and it has little effect on your target, um, the beast looks around the room looks across at all of you and says you you won't be taking her from me and he holds out his hand and he looks like he's concentrating okay as he as he begins to concentrate around you the suits of armor begin to slowly pull ah, off of their pedestals and step forward Four of them. A gold one. A silver one. A copper one. A black one. Each of them step down off of the pedestal and begin to move towards you. One goes after each of you. So we'll start with the gold one will attack Carol. (gasps) Rolls a nine to hit. Not gonna do it. <laughs> the silver one is going to attack Harry. An 18 to hit. That does hit. Okay. Harry, you take 10 bludgeoning damage because oh, right. and- the armor does not have weapons. It, it's simply slamming itself against you. And this is the first time you've actually landed a hit on me, so I get to use an ability called Wrath of the Storm, which is a reaction. I get four of them per long rest, and as you hit me, just another two just squeaks right out, and you take... Ooh! Fifteen... Uh, oh, what type of damage is that one again? Fart? Fifteen okay. fart damage? <laughs> yeah, fifteen fart damage. Is that bludgeoning? I think it's I think it's uh psychic the 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 thunder type damage because it's supposed to be like a thunder clap is like what it is <laughs> in the uh like player's handbook okay it's magical elemental damage regardless the suit- uh, thunder damage yeah yeah thunder damage regardless the suit of armor this shining silver armor takes this significant hit from harry's powerful thunder astute uh, the copper one is going to attack Cap. 16 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay. You'll take five points of, sorry, six points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And the one in the black armor will now go after Ganora. 18 to hit. Yeah, that's gonna do it. Sorry, I rolled really good today, guys. You take seven points of bludgeoning damage. You also notice that sitting on some tables near, in between each of these sets of armor, objects begin to rise and move. There's a wardrobe, a teapot, a coat rack, a clock, a candelabra, (sighs) and a sword. And each one of them 
flies out towards you guys, isn't quite able to reach you yet. Ganora, you are up. <laughs> I'm going to pull out my balloon pack and put it on. I assume the ceilings are pretty high in this place. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put it on and try to float above all of the action. <laughs> <laughs> So, you, yeah, you can move up or down um, 20 feet. Yep, I want to be above everything. I want to feel tall. I want to feel not hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, wait, does it, it takes an action to activate it? Yeah. Okay, so that's your action. Did you want to do anything with your bonus? Let me also ask you, before you do that, do you, do you want to move at all before you raise 20 feet in the air? Do you want to stay by the door? Um, I do want to run forward. 25 before feet? I, yeah. Okay. Okay, now what do you want to do with your bonus? I am going to take out my kazoo and play a little, like, pump-up song for my friends. <laughs> Excellent. And which friend would you like to start with? You can pick one. Let's start with Carol. He seems like he needs it. <laughs> Thanks. Carol, you get 1d8 that you can add to an attack or save. Is that correct? I believe that is correct, yes. And that would be your turn. Real big Winnie the Pooh, little black rain cloud vibes up here. <laughs> At this point, the beast moves forward in front of the, the woman who you know as Freya, and he steps down the stairs a couple steps, not quite directly in front of her, but in between you guys and her, and he says, oh, My staff! Help us! <laughs> Carol, you're up. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take a big slash with my sword at uh, the uh, knight, the suit of armor. That I assume is still, like, right there and trying to hurt me. Definitely. The gold one is what you're attacking now. So that is a 17. 17 hits. Go ahead and give me that damage. Hell yeah. <laughs> Nine slashing damage. Okay, so it takes that damage in full. And is there anything else? Oh, you have a second attack. I do have a second oh. attack. and I just remembered that. Uh, that's going to be a 25. That one definitely hits. Give me another damage sesh. That is going to be eight. You deal another significant hit. You can see parts of the armor at the chest area are beginning to dent in slightly, but it hasn't yet affected its movement. Anything else you'd like to do? Um, I think he's going to keep moving towards the beast. So you'll provoke an opportunity attack from one set of armor. You going to risk it? Yeah, sure. Rolls a nine. You move easily out of its range. <laughs> you are now... 20 feet away. Okay. Carol, make a wisdom saving throw. Oof. This could be interesting. Uh, that's actually a 12. Okay. So in the back of your mind, you hear, you are not worthy to travel with these people. Ooh, take rude. four points of psychic damage, which distracts you a little bit for your next attack. That's mean. Mm, Harry, you're up. Uh, are the animated objects, uh, are those, like, kind of closely grouped together right now? They are, there's two near to each other that are about 10 to 15 feet away from you, near Ganora, 
and then there's one, it is 15 feet away from that one. So they're all within 20 feet. Okay, then actually I'm going to put a, I'm going to cast Shatter, which is a 10-foot radius, and I'm going to put that dot right in the middle of everybody, uh, hoping to hit all of them. You're going to murder Mrs. Potts? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to shatter Mrs. Potts. We are not the good guys anymore. <laughs> that that particular teapot is actually not within that range. There are three suits of armor and a coat rack. Who will all need to make constitution saving throws. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, did you not figure out the constitution for a dresser? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll say that all except the gold suit of armor fail. Okay. So then they take 11 uh, thunder damage. Okay. And any non-magical unattended objects also take that damage? I don't really know what that means for this situation, but I might have broken a table or a chair. (laughs) Uh, In this situation, there's no other non-magically influenced objects within range. So you don't have to worry about it at the moment. You said 11? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I got to do 3d8s and it wasn't all that much. Um, Harry, is there anything else you'd like to do? Uh, no, that's it. I just silently remembered that I forgot to roll my concentration check when I got hurt last round, but I passed it, so it's okay. I just forgot about it and rolled late, but everybody still has blessed. Glad to know everyone is still blessed. Harry reaches out and manages to... Wait, what spell did you use again? <laughs> uh, shatter. Which I uh, imagine for shatter because it's a ranged spell attack. I open up a portal to the toot dimension. Mm-hmm. And uh, the great flatulent one is the one who released this toot. So you basically open up a interdimensional butthole. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Just checking. (laughs) Okay, I'll say that as this shatter goes off, you notice that the coat rack um, looks significantly damaged by this experience. The two suits of armor take... Two suits of armor take full damage, and one suit takes half damage, shrugging it off. All right. Did you want to move, or is that it? I'm still pretty much in the middle of everybody. Um, You are behind everybody at the moment, because Carol's ahead of you, Cap's ahead of you. You only move 15 feet in the first place. Then I'm going to move up to be uh, as close to them as I can get, I guess, move the full 30? You are now just slightly ahead of Cap, still within 15 feet of Ganora. And Carol. Yeah, you're right in the middle of everybody. Okay. You're up. I would like to get through a sentence. Um, Use my great axe on the copper suit of armor. 22 it gave me that damage it's only a six slashing no problem it takes that damage in full you can see a couple of points where the armor is beginning to crack but it's still mobilizing its forces against you your next attack a 16 a 16 hits Ooh, nice. That's 15 slashing damage. You make another big swing, and this time you are able to collapse part of the left side of the armor. Nice. This armor is looking significantly damaged at this point. 
Anything else? I would like to rage, please. (gasps) You concentrate for a moment. Your hair bursts into flame. The tattoos on your skin begin to glow. I also have this fun feature called Ancestral Protectors. So I get spectral warriors that show up when I enter my rage. What do your spectral warriors look like? Uh, they probably just look like, um, like Will-O-The-Wisp, but made of fire. <laughs> oh, exactly what I imagined. I love it. That sounds very cool. Cap goes fire, Super Saiyan. I did want to see that scene from Lord of the Rings Return of the King, where... <laughs> <laughs> so, until the start of my next turn, the target that I actually hit with an attack, which would be the copper um has disadvantage on any attack roll that isn't against me and then even if they do hit anybody else then they have resistance to like the person that they hit has resistance to that kind of damage and there wasn't any extra damage though it's just that effect right it's just that extra effect yeah perfect and i believe that ends your turn it does the gold suit of armor turns around and starts to lumber towards harry it makes an attack against him Ooh, that's a 23. Oh yeah, that hits me. You take 10 points of bludgeoning damage as it slams into you. And I pass my concentration check. And I'm going to go ahead and toot on you. (laughs) Your reaction Which I I read closer and you actually get a uh, deck save which could half it. Okay. 12. Uh, It's 15 is what you needed, so no. Go ahead and take 9 points of farting thunderous damage. So when you like... Punch Harry, does he just, like... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's like a living whoopee cushion. Okay. <laughs> I love it. So the armor takes a little bit of reaction damage from its attack against you. The next one is going to lumber towards Cap because it looks like a formidable foe. It's going to make its attack against you. Wow. Uh, 24. It's bludgeoning damage, so keep that in mind when I tell you that you take 11. So, what's your rage give you? Yeah, bludgeoning. Resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. So, 5? Yeah, you take 5 points of bludgeoning damage, and its fellow, the copper one, will also make its attack against you. Rolls a natural one, tries to swing at you, and instead (laughs) hits the silver one who came up to help it. Oh, God. Well, that dies on the floor, so that doesn't count. But this one also rolls a natural one. So (laughs) it swings, and I'll say that it just knocks itself off balance and goes prone. The black armor is going to make its attack against Ganora. Good fucking luck. 14 to hit. Uh, that meets my DC, but I'm also pretty high up. Oh, oh, that's true. You're you're 20 feet, right? Okay, so I'll say it runs over towards you. Uh, no, actually, it watches you rise up before it, and it uses this opportunity attack as you rise up. And I'll say it's at disadvantage because you're going upwards. And that's an 11. Yeah, that doesn't hit. Okay, so you manage to whoop, just raise yourself quickly out of its range as you levitate away. I knew I wasn't going to... I have, like, no hit points, and I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do anything, so I will be good up here. 
Okay, now each of the smaller objects is going to go. The candelabra and the clock. Try, look up towards Gnora, realize that she's too far away, and so go towards Harry instead. One rolls an 11. The other one rolls 21. Oof. Yeah, that one will do it. Okay. You take 10 bludgeoning damage from the candelabra. Ouch. Are you doing okay? That was the maximum. Uh, there is some blood coming out of Harry now. Harry's feeling the burn. And, oh, fuck. And nobody is blessed anymore as my concentration is Ooh, broken. The bless is dropped by... An animated object. How rude. With advantage, I rolled a nine. Oh no, that was just one short. <laughs> I know. Next, the wardrobe is going to move forward, and Nora, you're 20 feet up? Yep. Uh, it can't reach you either, so it's going to lumber towards Cap instead, along with the already injured coat rack. Wardrobe rolls an eight. <laughs> Not hit. The coat rack, however, rolls a dirty 20. Yeah, that'll do it. Three points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. The rage, she is helpful. (laughs) Oh, that wasn't even halved. So you take one. Oh, nice. (laughs) Okay, and then finally, (laughs) the teapot and the sword are going to try and make their way over to Carol and make their attacks. The teapot... Rolls a 17. Nope. Oh. Fuck, Carol. Okay. And then the the sword rolls a natural 20. That might hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 12 points of bludgeoning damage to you, Carol. Sorry, of oh, slashing geez. damage as the sword swings itself out <clears throat> ahead and connects solidly with your back. Ow. <laughs> Gnora, you are now up. I am going to float over towards Harry and drop him. I don't know. It actually might be easier if I cast. I, I assume you'd get more healing from a, a healing potion than from if cure you're wounds. Attempting to heal the healer? I would recommend waiting until my turn. I have a plan to heal myself. You can okay. do other well, things. Well, never mind then. Okay. So, um,. <laughs> Second plan. (laughs) My initial plan before Harry got himself all fucked up. Uh, I am going to use my, like, cane sword Mm -hmm. to try to pop the helmet off of armor. Which armor is attacking um, Harry? The... mm, Actually, none of the armor at the moment. It's a candelabra and a clock attacking Harry. Okay, can't do a lot there. Um, which one is attacking Cap? There's a copper armor and a silver armor at Cap. Okay, I am going to try to use my like cane sword to pop the helmet off of the copper armor. Okay, from above. Okay, go ahead and make an attack roll, and I'll say that if you beat its AC by five or more, you successfully knock the head off. A lot of pressure. Do I add anything to that? Or It's it's your uh, attack and dexterity. So, like, okay. if you have a dagger or something, it's that same kind of roll. Okay. That's plus five to hit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it It's a one. 
Ooh, this is the game of ones. Unfortunately, you swing with your cane sword, and the tip of the sword just goes right through at the front of the helmet, where there's that kind of beak-like mouth portion, and it just knocks the visor up. Okay. (laughs) Anything else? I'd like to move forwards towards the front of the room as much as I can. Staying 20 feet up? Yep. Okay. Okay, so you're right beside Harry at this point, floating above one of those uh, animated clocks. Okay, at the point where you are now, the beast looks up and says, Huh, you really aren't welcome here. I'm going to have to pull out the big guns. That was Assistance from the guard. Oh, no. You hear a... Uh, grinding sounds in the hallway. Sort of stone on stone. Oh no. If I have to fight a fucking statue, we actually need to start, like, actually killing these things, because... (laughs) It's Carol's turn, so Carol, if you would like to kill. (laughs) Yeah, so I've got the teapot and um, a sword, right? Yes. On me? Okay. Um, I would like to take out my war hammer oh, and bring it down. You have a coat rack and a sword. Coat rack? Why did I think teapot? Regardless, I would like to take my war hammer and uh, bring it down on that coat rack. Okay. That is a uh, 20. <laughs> Definitely hits. Make it good. And nine damage. Nine damage. It is significantly damaged, hanging on, splintered, but not quite down yet. Uh, yeah, I'm going to use my second attack to, to finish it off. Well, that's an 11. An 11 is not going to be enough, and you are no longer blessed. Fortunately, <sighs> oh. it's hanging in there. I tried. You did. (laughs) Anything else you'd like to do? No, not for now. Considered moving, but... Harry, make a wisdom saving throw. As you hear a whisper in your ear that says, Your god doesn't need you anymore. I mean, I have a big plus this, but I'm pretty certain I actually get advantage on those. Let me just double check on that. No problem. Yeah, would this be uh, something along the lines of being charmed or frightened? No. Okay. Uh, it's a 17, though. Success. You feel something yeah. whispering into your mind, but you shake it off. You have a stronger bond to your god than all that. All right. It's your turn, Harry. I had a good plan, and then I look closer at the spell that I was going to cast, and it has a 10-minute casting time, so I don't think that's going to be very <laughs> effective. Probably <laughs> not. So I was like, oh, Prayer of Healing, that sounds awesome. I could heal six creatures up uh, for 2d8 plus spellcasting. Uh, but it'll take ten minutes to do that. So you should have let Emily heal you? Yeah. Don't you have a healing potion? I mean, I have a you? healing potion. I can drink that. I'm not about to die. So I think I am actually going to do what I wanted to do on the first turn, but decided to attack instead and use my background feature and... uh. Check and see what spell the big hairy beast is concentrating on. Okay. Ooh, exciting. Begin to scrutinize this beast, and it's not actually concentrating on any spells. Oh. And as you're considering this, you realize 
that it's the woman who's concentrating. Huh. Um, so, Harry, you're armed with this knowledge. Did you want to do anything with that? Could you relay it to the group? Uh, hey, guys, so it seems like the person we're here to save is concentrating on a spell. And can I tell anything more about that other than that uh, she's concentrating on a spell? Sorry, let me just roll and see if you're able to tell which spell it is. <laughs> okay, uh, how should I... I'll say you succeed. It meets the the DC, but I'll say because you're the one trying to do it, you succeed. Okay. So you can tell that she's concentrating on animate objects. Uh, hey guys, the lady we're supposed to save is the one who's making all these things attack us. Can I use a free action to say, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> So Harry begins to relay this to the group. Carol says, what the fuck? You all look at each other and then look over towards her. And she raises her head and says, all right, fine, stop. And the animated objects clatter to the ground. The suits of armor slowly return to their posts. And the beast retreats to her side. What the fuck? Twist. She says... I'm not going anywhere. Earl Manning be damned. He keeps sending people out here to die. We do our best to make them turn back, but most of them end up cursed. So, you didn't listen to my guardians, and... To be fair, they were assholes, but... We had no choice to, but to retaliate. I will say, however, I appreciate that you are not the usual brutes that Manning sends. And she claps her hands... The doors on the other end of the hall creak open a little bit wider as in walks Boris and the old man from the forest. Hey. Hey, buddy. As they walk in, she says, I appreciate the kindness that you showed to my father. And that's why you were even able to get up here easily. But I'm not going anywhere. So the Earl is single? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he thinks he's going to marry me, but that's not happening. I'm already... And she glances over towards the beast. Well, I will be married, if I can just sort out this problem. I don't want to yuck anybody's yum, but... <sighs> oh, oh no. We're not married yet, and there's a reason for that, as you can see. And the beast kind of grumbles and turns away a little, and she says... He's not his usual self. You might want to get used to how he looks. <laughs> Just kind of accept it. <laughs> what about the... What do you mean? The... I've been studying various ways to help him, and I actually think I figured one out. I just haven't been able to accomplish it on my own. Well, if it requires any sort of magic plant upstairs... What do you mean upstairs? I'm still in the air. This is very weird for me. Well, it's actually downstairs from here, but it's upstairs from the ground. Uh, it's downstairs. The beast turns around and says, did you go in the West Wing? Well, there were no signs that said to not. And I really hope you are still floating in the air on a balloon right now. Oh, I am. I'm still in the air. <laughs> and he replies, except for a locked door. Uh, we have a lockpick, and I point at Carol. <laughs> you may also need to call your door guy. <laughs> and he turns around and looks at 
Freya and says, See, they're they're just like all the others. You should you should let the guards deal with them. In our defense, we were lied to extensively by a handsome man. And you could have put up at least one sign. Just one. A sign for Yeah, it's like why do you attack before you try and explain yourself? That's rude. Yeah, your guard outside is a real piece of shit. <laughs> we were trying to defeat you and stop you, not converse with you. Well, th- you talk first. <laughs> Everyone who's come here has tried to kidnap me. I don't need to talk anymore. Mm-hmm. Ma'am? Ma'am. <laughs> we thought you were kidnapped. <laughs> She's gonna squint now. at you and, and see if she believes you. <laughs> I'm not lying! <laughs> Do I have to roll deception You're, for that? She says... Persuasion, You maybe? don't seem very trustworthy. Go ahead and decide which one you prefer. <clears throat> Can I roll performance? <laughs> no, I would say you're either trying to persuade or deceive her. I'm, I'm persuading. I'm not lying. Okay, go yeah. ahead and persuade. Persuasion. It's a 22. 23. Nice. Sorry. <laughs> 23. Okay, so she says... Well... He can be very convincing. Not to me, of course, but to those who don't know how annoying he is. Yes, I know. You're a very special, not like all the other girls. Now, please. I think I should just let you get cursed then. And the the beast kind of bristles as she says this and and then leans over and quietly, but you can still hear, says, um, maybe we should just ask for their help. Didn't you find a book in the library about, like, lifting curses? I don't see how that's relevant. <laughs> she whirls around and says, Did you take the books from the library that I was studying? In our defense. <laughs> we're kleptomaniacs. And we still thought that I you were kidnapped. <laughs> Give them back right now. I will drop the books um, from the air, but I want to drop them on top of the nearest uh, suit of armor and or teapot. Uh, you could drop it on the dormant teapot that's lying on the ground, the suits yeah. of armor are back on their pedestals and are still. I'm going to crush the teapot. You're going to kill Mrs. Potts? I'm going to kill Mrs. Potts. Mrs. Potts is a bitch. <laughs> okay, so you're 20 feet up. Yep. Okay. Uh, you can roll a d20 and tell me what the total is. A seven? A seven. Okay, so it drops. It does hit the teapot, but it doesn't seem to have any effect. That's fine. It was It was to make a point. <laughs> um, instantly, Freya jumps up and she rushes over. She picks up the book and the teapot and gently carries the teapot back and places it on a side table. Then she turns around and she says, there's a curse on these entire grounds. Anybody who spends too much time here, well, you'll be cursed to become a beast too. Is that why you're looking like you do? She holds up her hand and uh, on her ring finger, you can see there's a simple golden band, um, but it has a faint shimmer to it. And she says, this this keeps me looking myself, at least for a little while. Like, I don't know what we're going to do to help. Have you considered leaving? <laughs> We've tried leaving. We can't leave unless the gates open. Those who go outside of the gates, they, they get lost in the forest and are so angry and and violent, and it's like they lose themselves to the magic. Cap, did you kill people? Were those did, people? Do they become wolves? There are some wolves out there, yes. Cap, you murdered a dude! I mean, it's not the first time. 
It might have been real Bucky. Oh, Travis. <laughs> Freya shakes her head and says, I, I wouldn't let them die. All of them, they still live on. You think that you killed them, but you didn't. Ghost wolves? Okay, so we need to wrap this up because I'd like to go home. Um. <laughs> well, he, I can tell you. I think I know how to break the curse. I just haven't been able to physically do it on my own. There, it's like the magic rises up to try and stop me, but... Physically rises up? <laughs> yes. It's something to do with the rose in the center of the maze. I, I feel like the rose is the key to opening the gate. Well, we've killed a lot of roses so far. So, uh, guys, I, I, if I just need to get to the roses... I, I don't necessarily have to go through the maze, no. if you know what I mean. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's right. You're, <laughs> you're on balloons. Yeah, we could just tie a string to Ganora, and she could guide us through the maze. Or she could just go to the maze, get the roses, and come back. I would prefer to have friends. With uh, well, me. with the levitate spell, she actually can't move. I can move. I can, like, swim through the air a little bit, but not very far at a time. Yeah, which is why I'm saying we just hold you like a balloon. <laughs> and, and you, you tell, tell us, us which way to go. Right, left, right. <laughs> I want the gnome balloon option. Freya also says, I've spent a lot of time trying to make it out of the maze with the rose, so I know a significant amount of the path. I can help you, but you'll have to carry the rose. So if if she leads us to the rose, I can let my balloon pack recharge while we're doing that, and then when we get to the center, I'll take the rose put my balloon pack on, float above the maze, and then, Harry, you can use some sort of fart wind to blow me out of the maze. I have that. That sounds like a brilliant strategy. Let's go for it. The beast looks hesitant, but Freya looks excited, and she says, okay, let's let's get down there right away. I'd love to get out of here. Um, Yeah, I guess uh, I'll put my balloon pack in to, to get a recharge on. While we go down to the maze. Okay, so the group of you, the six of you, travel down out of the castle and onto the grounds. You see as you exit the chamber that you were initially in, there are a few lumbering gargoyles climbing back up onto their pedestals. (laughs) I knew it was the gargoyles. (laughs) We would have been so fucked. Yep. You make your way outside and into the hedge maze. Freya leads you. She's going to chug the healing potion while we're walking out there. Yeah, probably just slam one of those. Go right ahead. (laughs) And Freya leads you towards the center. The beast stays on the outside of the maze. So we're in the center of the maze already? Yeah, Travis is doing healing potion math. I don't remember how many... Which one are you using? A regular? Uh, I think you gave us greater, so I'm using that one. It might be 44 plus... Didn't you give us greater? Yeah. yeah. Each had one potion of greater healing. Yeah. So I'm going to use that one. And we all refused to give it to the old man, so... 4d4 plus 4. <laughs> I forgot about that. Turns out he didn't really need it. We bandaged, bandaged him up and gave him fantasy Advil. You did. He had Boris to keep him company. Let's- he did. And Boris is with you now. And you actually notice that tied around his neck is a little vial of alchemist fire and a travel Scrabble set. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, good. I got my Scrabble set back. Okay, so at this point, 
The group of you reaches the center of the maze. You can see the rose bush covered in four magical red roses, as you saw through the mirror earlier. And as you step into the clearing, Freya says, The moment you pick it, it'll start to die. But I think... I think if you're able to get it to the gate before it dies, you might be able to stop the curse. Harry, <laughs> what what do you have that might propel me towards the gate at an at an extended or an extended at a fast pace? Uh, I have a gust of wind. That'll do it. Sixty foot long, ten foot wide line of wind. Okay. That is the perfect spell. Make you a fart tunnel scenario. directly to the gate. <laughs> <laughs> a fart tunnel right to the gate. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that might do it. Yeah. I mean, it's worth a well, shot. It's a lot of moving parts, but I feel like it'll work. All right. Okay, so Ganora is going to be the one holding the rose. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you're going to do that with your backpack on. Harry has your gust of wind prepared. Anything else anybody wants to prepare? We should probably give him the mirror back now that I'm thinking about it, just so we don't, like, forget before we leave. Okay. Yeah, that sounds nice. (laughs) Who had it? Give him the mirror back. Okay. Harry holds out the mirror, (laughs) and Freya says, Oh, oh, you found the mirror. Thank you for giving it back. may have broken into your desk. (laughs) Yeah, I figured. Kind of glares at you, but... There was a lot of stuff to figure out here, and you guys were nowhere to be found. Just leave a note. That's all you need to do. This is why you leave a note. This is my home. <laughs> You're intruders. Well, you should leave a note for intruders. And also, you know that intruders are coming in here. I feel like we're not in the wrong here. She says, I did hear you set off the entranceway warning spell. Yeah, you're being a little Macaulay Culkin here, <laughs> Still, you broke into my desk. I get to be mad about it. And she Maybe that. takes the mirror and she begins to look into it. And as you're standing there, you can see Earl Manning swims into focus. Uh-oh. He's sitting in the tavern and he's talking to hmm, a few friends. You can hear... Short fat man by chance? Maybe. <laughs> you can hear him saying... <laughs> She'll have no choice but to marry me when she hears about all the trouble and expense I went through for her rescue. Those (laughs) sabers have no idea. I would have gone and dragged her back myself, but that beast keeps her enchanted somehow. I haven't figured it out. That's the only way she would be with him over me. Just leave a note on the gate, just like, dude lies. Like, don't bother. (laughs) (laughs) I tried that once. They still came in. Something about a lot of money? It is a lot of money. It is a lot of money. And there is, I mean, are we going to get paid? Probably not. Damn it. God, I'm going to have to perform at that goddamn tavern again. Listen, if if you're able to help me break the curse, I'll let you choose something from the treasure room. We've collected a whole bunch of interesting items off of the various people who have come through here. Not to mention the things from... NCO's ancestral home. So you're so, paying us with stolen goods. Your murder trophies. <laughs> I didn't murder anyone. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we need to get out of here. Um, Fart tunnel it up. Let's okay. go. <laughs> Knees braced. <laughs> Knees braced. Backpack on. Spell it the ready. Ganora reaches Nose out. Nose <laughs> <laughs> Ganora reaches out. 
and picks the rose. Instantly, you can feel the energy of the flower flowing through your hand. And you can feel that its initial contact, instantly, the battery begins to drain. Flower's fucked up, guys. So, go. You can start. Rip that balloon and I'll rip this too. I'll let you guys know that this is going to be a skill challenge, kind of like we did earlier. So everyone's going to let me know one skill that's different from a skill they've used before that they're going to use to try and help Gunora get this out of here quickly. I feel like I'm doing acrobatics. Sure. Okay. Gunora's going to choose acrobatics. Um, I'll say, Harry... Your spell is one thing you can do, but you can do something else afterwards if you want to. That's a nat 20 plus 5. So okay, I think hang on. Good. Just hold on to your <laughs> thing because there's a few stages. Okay. Ganora begins with acrobatics and 20 plus. Okay, excellent. So that would be considered your first success. Ganora. Picks the rose and then immediately does a little spin leap into the air, pushing herself not just her regular 20 feet, but 30 feet into the air. Do a uh, survival check to make sure that my gust of wind is taking her directly on the fastest route to the gate. Okay, go right ahead. As the fart flies, if you will. I'm going to ask, is this before or after you cast your spell? Like, are you doing it to see where and I guess how to cast it? Four to make sure that my aim is right. Okay, great. That sounds perfect. And ooh, it's a nineteen on the die, which becomes a twenty-six. Twenty-six. Wow. So you look through the point you are from the maze. You kind of think back to where you guys entered, um, both the maze and the castle grounds themselves, and you find that perfect line as the crow flies, and you cast Gust of Wind in that direction. Right on. That's two successes. All right, so I'm hurtling through the air on the breath of a fart. Okay, so as you're in the air, you begin to get pushed by the Gust of Wind, and you can all follow because Harry needs to continuously direct the wind i'll say that freya will help direct you out of the maze so that you don't get too far away from ganora and i will say that as you begin your travel the hedges begin to ripple and rive uh carol cap and harry make me a deck save guys we're out of time on cast. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, we're so close to the end. Okay. It will stop in five minutes. Okay. What, what okay, what do? I'll do is then I'll get uh, Cap and Carol to each give me their skills and their role. Um, so my skill, I was going to do religion to uh, pray to Harry's God for an especially <laughs> righteous toot. Amazing. Go ahead. It's a five. Five. And I don't have a plus anything. You try really hard to toot and nothing is coming out. (laughs) Cap. Uh, I was going to do athletics to like give Nora like another good push. And I rolled a 14. Mm, How do you reach her? Like Like a big jump and then a tap on the butt. 
You got a 15? Yeah, uh, 14. Yeah, okay. You run towards Harry, you use him as a launching point, you leap into the air, and you boost Ganora from below, pushing her forward by another 30 feet. Ganora, the gate is in sight. What would you like to do in order to speed your passage? I guess just, like, air swim, so (laughs) use acrobatics again. Uh, You've already used acrobatics. You'd have to use athletics if you wanted to air swim. Okay. Yeah, let's do athletics. Go ahead. Uh, that's another nat 20. Dang. Hell yeah. Wow, so you just... That is some... That we're out of time. You <laughs> Hella great air swimming. A perfect swan dive. You begin a butterfly stroke towards the gate. And even though you can feel the power draining out of this rose, you manage to hit the gate before it's completely out. Once you get to the point where the fence is you're above it actually by 15 feet but once you get to the top you're not actually able to progress something stops you sorry it's not that you need to deal with that it's that you need to go to the gate oh then i um because you're trying to unlock my backpack and yeah i lower myself down to in front of the gate from the inside okay so with your three successes and one failure go ahead and Make me a, we'll say it's Thieves' Tools check in order to unlock this gate using what you believe to be the key. Uh, 16. The rose slips into the lock. You can see the area where it was too large for your picking tools. The rose head itself settles in, melts into the gate. All of the thorns begin to pull away. The gate itself opens. The sky clears. Maybe the curse is lifted. Hi, everyone. It's your friendly neighborhood DM, Emily. Um, As you heard a little bit before, we had some issues with our audio recording uh, app. So we had to end the episode in person here, and then uh, guest DM Charm was nice enough to record an epilogue for us, which you're going to hear now, and then we'll go into our closing stuff. Um... Thank you for bearing with us. Uh, this was a lot of fun. It was just very, very long. So, enjoy. As Ganora places the rose in the lock, the last bit of magic just clinging onto the edge of the petals, it fits inside. And the lock begins to glow. The glow spreads through the gate, the wall, the thorny vines that cover it, and backwards towards the castle forwards into the forest beyond. The entire area you're standing in glows with a brilliant blue radiance. As you glance over your shoulder, you see that Freya and her beast companion are traveling towards you, and as the magical effect spreads through the grounds, it reaches him. He begins to glow as well, and rise into the air, Freya looks over at him in surprise as each of his bestial features begins to melt away, leaving behind a tall, broad-shouldered, blue-eyed man who looks at Freya with a look of grateful devotion. This look he turns on the rest of you as well, and he says, Thank you to all of you for your help. I, I cannot believe that I am restored. I am a prince once more, and a grateful one at that. Whatever your fee is to Earl Manning, I'll pay it. 
you've helped me more than, than money could possibly buy. As for Manning himself, well, I, I think it's time for us all to give him a piece of our mind, don't you, darling? And he looks over at Freya, who smiles and says, Oh yes, I'd like nothing more than to let him know exactly what I think of him. The rest of you agree, so you collect the carriage from the castle, and you travel through the forest back into the town of Granville. Once you arrive, you can see that everyone in town is shocked to see a carriage of such opulence coming through their sleepy little provincial village. You pull up before the muddled moose. Prince Enzio steps out first and helps Freya. As he's helping her, the door to the tavern busts open and Earl Manning comes striding out. Ah, finally, the return of my future wife, he says, holding his hand out expectantly for Freya to come to him. Keeping her grip on Prince Enzio, she looks back at him and says, I'd rather be dead than marry the likes of you. I'd like you to meet my prince. His name is Enzio and he's sweet and kind and interesting and he knows how to read and he's not vulgar and disgusting like you and well i'll be sure to invite you to our wedding with that freya turns away and earl manning can do nothing but sputter in anger and confusion and this is the perfect cover to give Ganora a chance to stride over and give him a swift kick to the balls he drops to his knees and doubles over in pain, which allows you guys the collective leverage to pressure him into paying you what you're owed. Between the intimidation from Cap, Carol, Boris, and threats of farts to the face from Harry, your payout is completed. With another successful Sabres contract under your belt, the four of you leave the town of Granville and head off in search of your next contract and your next adventure. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, at MonsterPodRPG. And you can find us on the internet at MonsterPod.Monster. And thanks, Lisa, for our cover. You can find her at Lisa Spiller on Patreon.com. Thanks to Gumbo for our theme music. Remember to rate, subscribe, review, and all of that stuff. I'm sorry. Thanks to Charm for being an amazing Dia. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Murder, mayhem, destruction of property. Wh what are you doing? It's the new ad for Afternoonified. I heard the kids these days like those things. Okay, but we talk about more than just murder and mayhem. I mean, we also do science, there's paranormal, history, other weird stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that's true. Okay. Murder, mayhem, history. Science! Basic civics sometimes! Afternoonified releases wherever you get your podcasts every Wednesday on the Sublo Media Network. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SobeloMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.